Hey, can you hear me now? Oh, man. I can hear the other half of the duo known as Welcome. We are back. Oh, God. Sorry for the technical difficulties. This Bluetooth shit is just not... Not not conducive to what I'm trying to do right now, and uh, I had to switch headsets, <laughs> so it took me about 20 minutes to figure out <laughs> fucking all the different Apple attachments and shit, but we're, we're back. All right, let's just go straight into the college football playoff rankings. We, we know who the best teams are. We've seen the AP poll. We've seen the coaches poll. I don't know why there's another poll, but there is. It's a committee. Well, because they have to have they have they have to have a poll for the beginning of the year before the playoff poll comes out. But then, like all of a sudden, the the only poll they go by is the playoff poll. So why do you even need the AP poll or the uh, coaches poll at this point in the season? Like, what 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 is the point? This this is like a fucking fumbled handoff right here. (laughs) <laughs> it's like you're handing it off someone doesn't know the fucking play and here we are <clears throat> but here we go number one Ohio State we both agree that they are a top three team I absolutely agree with that statement I know you do um, consistency on both sides of the ball and I feel like Ohio State's doing that well ground and air game and they've no. been dominant. And they've been dominant. I mean, you look at the two Lights ranked out. teams that they've played this year that are still currently ranked: Cincinnati and uh, Wisconsin. I want to say they beat points. them. Yeah, they've beaten them by a combined score of like eighty to seven or eighty to seven. Like, so when they have played ranked competition, they've been dominant. So I think they're a lock. I, I, I'm not surprised to see them number one based off how dominant they've been so far this season. Um, the other team I think that's, that's a lock and not surprised to see them at two is LSU. Oh, monster team led by Joe, Joe Burrow, Heisman candidate. Uh, can you get better than Joe Burrow right now? Not really. He's good. Unless they go, unless they go get a guy that's playing on Sunday. He's doing it about as good as you can at the college level. We talked about this. He's thrown more touchdowns this season. He also broke the single season record for touchdowns by a quarterback thrown. He also has more touchdowns than LSU did in their previous three seasons before he was there. That's the saddest shit I've ever heard. Well, LSU has at times been quarterback in the passing game. Yes, quarterback (laughs) nuts for sure. But uh, Joe Burrow, there's a reason why he obviously went there. He saw an opportunity to take the starting job, and he, he took it by the reins, and he got down there to Baton Rouge, and he hasn't given it up. And now he's put his team in a position where this Saturday is going to be one of the biggest games in school history and, and definitely a chance for him to cement himself as a Heisman, uh, you know, front runner. Or it's going to make everybody remember who Tua is. <laughs> And I really hope that's not the case. And Me I either. hate the fact that this game is – I hate the fact that this game is at Alabama, who has been somewhat forgotten just because of, you know, the consistency you see from them all season long. Um, Tua's been out. You haven't really taught – but, you know, you don't hear about him, but it's one of those times where it's just like, oh, no, don't forget about Alabama. 
please don't, because they'll come and crush your fucking dreams. We've seen it before, and we're probably going to fucking see it again. Well, I think, you know, what's happened is there's some uh, recency bias working against Alabama. They were clicking on all cylinders, and Tua went down with the ankle injury. But, I mean, they've been pretty much coasting so far this year. They haven't had any real tests. And, I mean, when they play people, they've looked impressive. So I really yeah. think it's just going to be one of those games where it's two elite teams going at it. And this could be a 41-38 game. This could be a 17-14 game. I mean, anything's possible when these two teams get together. That's true. All right. Penn State. Wow, you know what I just thought about? The top four is just the SEC and the Big Ten. Tell me the Big Ten's week again. Anyway, um, <laughs> biased over here. Big Ten, uh, but, four, four top 15 teams in the, play, in the, in the playoff rankings. All right. So, Penn State, they've looked good. They've taken care of the ball. They've outscored opponents massively in the beginning of the season. Now we're starting to see them cool off a little bit. Is is this all just culminating into what's going to happen, not this week, but next week when Penn State plays Ohio State? Minnesota this week. What's up? They're going to lose to Minnesota this week. You really believe that? Yes. No. I I I think this is I think this is where Minnesota gets brought back to earth. I mean, it's I feel like it'll be a close game, but I don't feel like it's gonna. It'll test Penn State. We'll see, we're gonna see what they're made of. And always, let's let's skip it down to Clemson. I feel like Clemson is just because of spotty play in the beginning of the season, they've been knocked out of the the top four spots of the college football playoff, but it's because their, their schedule to me is not strong enough. And because the week play, the over the almost overtime game to UNC, that was sloppy play. I feel like Travis ATN has been carrying this team more than Trevor Lawrence has this season. Well, we also got to remember Trevor Lawrence is like 19 years old. Um, and we also got to yeah. remember that if Clemson wins the rest of their games, they will be in the playoff. This is true. All right. I really, I like. I really think the the first week rankings people make such a fuss of them, and I mean, there's really they don't mean anything. Like just going down the line here, if you look at the top ten teams, let's even say that yeah, we even throw Baylor in there. Top twelve teams, you know, somebody's got to win the SEC East, whether it's Georgia or Florida. Looks like Georgia's got the driver's seat. So they, they still can have the same thing. They went out there in the playoff. You look at True. Oregon and Utah, they both have to play each other at some point this year, whether it's Pac-12 title game or later in the regular season. But they have to play I mean, each other it, at least once. So Everybody has to remember remember that these these eight teams, that if you just stare at the top eight teams, Ohio State, LSU, Alabama, Penn State, Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, or Oregon, and University of Utah, Ohio State has to play Penn State. They're, all these teams are systematically going to take care of each other. And, and then you're gonna, and then you know what you're going to have? You're going to have fucking Clemson undefeated going into their to the ACC right. title game. Right, and that's the thing. That's they how have this to is going to shake out. Like, if you look and at then, it, every yo, – yeah, gonna, not to you, cut you off. You're, you're going to have the University of Oklahoma kind of do the same shit because Baylor may be undefeated yep. – but you have to remember that all roads lead to Oklahoma from the Big 12 for anybody. Right. Sorry. 
So but Oklahoma again has a gauntlet because they got to play at least Baylor. Plus yep. Oklahoma State's no pushover. Let's not you know dismiss them. One of, they've been they another, have one of the top of running backs the in the nation right now. And then they have to play a conference title game. Yep. So I mean they they have you know two or three more tests. I mean the point is everybody but Clemson has to play one. More likely to potentially even trap three game. It's essentially a fucking trap game. Type team. And yeah. it's not even a real trap game. It's it's just a trap game for the team so Clemson can jump their ass. That's all well, this is. They're right. Gonna, I mean, Clemson is literally going to backdoor everybody to, and get in there and just kind of cakewalk through in there as if they're Wisconsin on the other side of the fucking Big Ten bracket. Even though that actually Minnesota has the uh, has the advantage. I know. This is the first time in a while it hasn't been a stranglehold Wisconsin. Calm All down. All right, so for, for LSU to run the table as an example, they have to go to Alabama this week and win. They have yes. to get through two games versus Ole Miss, who's rebuilding their program, versus Arkansas, who's a dumpster fire. Should win those. They then have to play a quality. You know, Texas A&M team that's sitting at 6-3 and three and looking at their schedule – Let's see who they got to play the rest of the they, way. I mean, Texas, Texas A&M, A&M, they could win out Ooh, before they, gotta, they get well, to. They got to play Georgia. But could they, where is it at? At Between the hedges, bud. So down so, yeah, in Athens. They, they, yeah, they're going to lose that game. that's a quality of <laughs> But look at Georgia. It is a quality opponent. Absolutely. Play. I know. I mean, I, their schedule is not. It's, it's ridiculous for Georgia to basically – Make the playoff, they'd have to run the table. What that'll require them to do is they still got to go beat. They got to go play Missouri, who's not that they bad. Go to, they have to go to Auburn. They have to go to Auburn. They got to play Texas A&M, and then they got to play a rivalry game against Georgia Tech. Who, I mean, I don't really know if they're trash or not. Probably, but on top of that, <laughs> then they got to go win an SEC title game against Alabama or LSU. Like, so what, they're going to lose to Alabama in the SEC title. There's so many different scenarios that can run people to the to the top four spots. But you know what? We'll do a special college football playoff before all the, the title games and before rivalry week. It'll be fun. Everyone will get to listen to our opinions of the top ten teams. Oh, I'm sorry. We I completely cut off the University of Florida, who really only helped handicap Georgia. Well, no, I'm sorry. They didn't handicap Georgia. They helped Georgia. Yeah, that was – you know, that's the, the typical SEC game where you see a team – I don't want to call that there's some SEC bias in the media, but there's some SEC bias in the media. Media. Because, you see, <laughs> these teams will lose. And, they cut, yeah, they're off a close game. But, fuck, so did Michigan. They dropped in yeah. the rankings. These teams will lose a game and not move. That's They'll true. They'll sometimes. Like, I just think they're – I just think there's some discrepancies in how how conferences are perceived versus their actual quality of play. Like if you look at the top half of the Big Ten, that's probably top you know top six seven teams as good if not better than the SEC. But there's no credit for it. There's no wow. Look at the dominance of the Big Ten: two teams in the playoffs, five teams in the top twenty. But you know. It, there's a lot of football left. I mean, there's a ton of football left. So, I mean, all this is going to shake out, and who knows? Maybe Baylor will be number one in, like, four weeks. Hey, you, you never know. Let's move over to the, to the uh, 
games that we have on tap this weekend. We'll start off with Big Ten, Maryland, Ohio State. <laughs> the over under 65. Yeah, Ohio State will get 51 today. I like Ohio State big. Yeah. 51. I'll even say 51 17, just so I'll go over. <coughs> I'm, I'm going to agree with you on that totally. Uh, Penn State, Minnesota. See, this game's going to go either way. Somebody is going to take control of this game momentum wise. That's what's going to happen. And both these quarterbacks are going to have to show that they can't turn the ball over because both these defenses will take advantage of it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I Minnesota's schedule has been a little soft, let's be honest here. But, I mean, if you look at their numbers, their team, they really can run the ball well, averaging 204 yards per game. Um, and, and they've really, I mean, they've been pretty stingy defensively, winning by an average margin of, you know, 18 points a game. Points, yep. Um, you know, the interesting thing with them, though, is, is their quarterback doesn't get a lot of attention, uh, Morgan, but he's quietly having a good year. 1,700 yards in the air, 18 touchdowns, only four picks. And then they really can get after you with the running game with Smith, who's, you know, all, almost I mean, 1,000 yards. It's smart football. It's PJ Flex football. He always talked about limiting mistakes. And as long as your quarterback limits mistakes, running back limits mistakes, receivers limit mistakes, Skill position limits mistakes. I mean, you you get the even if you go four and out. Guess what you didn't do? Turn the ball over in your own territory. Let let the defense score on you. All right, we're gonna move I, it to Vanderbilt and Florida. I <laughs> this is another one. I I mean yeah yeah. I, 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 Vanderbilt will be competitive. I mean, they have shown in that in that SEC East division, and they're you know not outright trash like. They have their moments where they're a competitive team. So I honestly expect them to uh, make that somewhat of a game. Uh, but I think Florida will obviously, you know, win this one. They'll cover. But uh, expect Vanderbilt to show some flashes, and this game maybe, you know, at halftime is a little bit closer than what's expected. All right. So Baylor TCU. Now, mind you, Baylor goes to TCU. It's a noon game. I don't see TCU playing spoiler, but it could always be fun. This will this will do another shake up to the Big Twelve. Um, Baylor will definitely drop, and then it'll just be up to Baylor to beat Oklahoma at that point. So you like TCU, TCU in this one? <clears throat> no, I like Baylor. I, I still like Baylor in this one. I'm just saying that that for playoff implications, that that would make the scenario kind of fun. But no, I, I take Baylor now. I would say probably 38-24. I'd say they pull away probably mid-third quarter and just yeah, this, back. Yeah, this is one that Vegas likes to be really close. Baylor only a two-point favorite on the road. Um, so this is one that might be our upset alert. I think it'll be a very close game, but I like it to actually go in Baylor's favor and for them to cover 31-28. to All right, All right SMU, East Carolina. You coming off a loss. East Carolina coming off home. a loss as well in a fucking wacky ass game against Cincinnati. Yeah. Three and six East Carolina, eight and one SMU. I'm going SMU and I'm going big. I'm saying they're probably going to win. I'll say 42-13. Yeah, they're a 22 point favorite in the over under 71. So 
I really see this being a game where you got a pissed off SMU team who lost the biggest game they're going to take. We're going to take it out. And they're going to. I mean, guys. it wasn't. It wasn't for a lack of trying by the offense that they lost last week against Memphis. I really like SMU to cover that twenty-two, but I also like the game to go under. I like it forty-eight to ten, SMU. All right, I like I like the prediction. All right, LSU Alabama, LSU travels to Bryant Denny Stadium. I I see this coming down to the wire. I see last last offense that's holding on to the ball. If they have a hot hand, if Tua has a hot hand, if Burrow does, hell, even if Alabama's backup does, I feel like this is going to come down to the wire, and I feel like somehow, some way, the refs are going to fuck this up and give Alabama, you know what, 38-31 win over LSU in dramatic okay. bullshit fashion. So, Guarantee it's going to be some ref shit. So, so you, like, you like the over and Alabama to cover. Yeah, yeah I like, absolutely. I like love it. 63 and a half. Given Alabama six and a half, yeah, I'll, I'll take Bama on this one. Fuck it. Yep, I like the under, and I like LSU to cover in a, in a close one, but not win. I, I think again, I agree with you. There's some bullshit's about to happen here. Let's face it, Trump's going to be there, so who knows? Like, what kind of weird shit's going to be going on? Oh, I like gosh. this to be way I under. About that. I like the final score right. to be 27, 25. LSU losing on a last-second two-point conversion miss where some bullshit happens. Or, I'm sorry, 20 oh, yeah. 25 Alabama. Absurd. I, I can't wait to watch this game. It's going to be absurd. All right, Kansas State-Texas. Texas is not back. Is the home team in this one? They're not back, no. God, no. They, they have, it takes time. Tom Herman's in there two seasons. Takes a minute. Relax. But – K-State's doing what they always do. They play spoiler in the Big 12. They're still a dark horse. They still control their own destiny as long as they can maybe get a TCU win this weekend. And you know what the thing is? is long, yeah, I, they'll need some help. But looking at the Kansas State schedule moving forward in the season, um, obviously they have the win over Oklahoma, which is huge as they try to make it to the Big 12 title game. But unfortunately, they lost to Baylor 31-12 and Oklahoma State. So really, uh, what they got to hope for is a win here versus Texas, and then getting some help uh, from someone likely knocking off, uh, you know, Oklahoma in this case, if it's Baylor, or if Oklahoma wins, then you got to hope somebody beats Baylor um, because they would have fewer conference losses and hold the tiebreaker over Kansas State. So this is a, yep. the, the game of the year for the Wildcats. Unfortunately, Texas is going to win. Um, I think Texas is obviously a team. I honestly think the same thing. They've been up and down this year. They're at home. Uh, they're favored in this game. 57 and a half is the over-under. I like this one to go under, and I like the Longhorns to actually uh, push. I like them 34-27 okay. over Kansas State. Gotcha. All right. Number 19, Wake Forest over Virginia Tech. So we got a Virginia it's, Tech it's a team coming game. off a off a rough rough loss against Notre Dame, where they got kind of some zebra. <laughs> the refs kind of screwed them, let's be honest. But yeah, that you know that was Wake Forest, Wake Forest, shockingly, one of the more 
one of the more underrated teams in the country. You know, Newman, their quarterback's having an impressive year, almost 2,100 yards to the air, 20 touchdowns to five interceptions. They're averaging oh, yeah, that, that, 23 yards a, good a game through the air. Virginia Tech gives up 265 and a half through the air on, on average this year. Um, Virginia Tech, however, you know, has been hot, winning three of their last four games. So I think this would be a really close game. Wake Forest is favored by three. I actually like them to cover that three points. I like them to win 21 to 17 in the low scoring defensive battle. Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit higher than that. I just, I like, I like the receiver that they got. I like Sage Surratt. I think, I think the kids, he's exploded for 150 plus three, three, four times this season. I mean, and Virginia Tech's not, they're not going to shut this kid down. They don't have the talent to shut him down. So I'm saying, I'm saying Wake Forest 31. I'm giving Virginia Tech team here. They're going to struggle on offense. Okay. Cincinnati versus a two team. Yeah. Do we even got to cover this one? Nope. That's a Cincinnati dub right there. I'll, g- I'll lose, give them. I'll give them forty nine seventeen. And if they lose, well, hey. I owe Wisconsin. This is a. This is a four o'clock game. It's an afternoon game. This is actually a. An interesting game. They're both. Six and two. This is at Camp Randall, mind you. <coughs> I don't know who's going to win this game. I have no prediction on this, to be brutally honest with you. You know, it's been weird that the Wisconsin team we saw versus Michigan and versus Michigan State, what the hell happened in the last two weeks? I, I don't they know. Look, they look like a surefire national title contender, but they're heavy favorites at home. And I think that's an indicator that people, that, you know, the people that, that make the decisions in Vegas, setting these lines, know something. And nine and a half is a high number. Yeah. So I'm really thinking that this is a bounce back game for Wisconsin. Johnson Taylor gets back on track, has a big game on the ground. And uh, we see Wisconsin uh, win. I think this game, just the style of play really favors Wisconsin. All but. Right. I still, uh, I still think this will be a close one. Yeah, I, I think this would be twenty-one. I think this would be a twenty-one to ten type game, real hard hitting. But ultimately, Wisconsin gets a late, you know, special teams play or defensive touchdown to, uh, you I know, feel put like, the game out of reach. I feel like this is going to be a seventeen fourteen Wisconsin win. I feel like Taylor is going to have two touchdowns. Teams are going to stall offensively all game long. It's going to be one of those just knockdown drag slug out games where the offensive lines are just all these they're just going to be going hard <laughs> I expect big Taylor on the ground but just probably two scores okay um Georgia Missouri this game will, this game will get interesting if Kelly Bryant's cleared to play because this kid's been battling injuries all season long yeah, that could be an interesting game for uh, for Georgia. Missouri, you know, they've had flashes this year looking really good at times. And like you said, when they have a healthy Kelly Bryant, that makes a big difference. Um, I think this will be a close close football game. I mean, Georgia is the overwhelming favorite. It's at home. 
you got a Georgia team coming off kind of a high against um, Florida last week. Georgia's 4-4 four four against the spread. <clears throat> so I'm actually thinking this will yeah. be a little bit closer, and I'm thinking this game will be something like 31-20 to 20, uh, for Georgia over Missouri. I can get, I, you know, I can, get, I can get behind that score. I really can. Uh, what's the next up? What's the next one? Oh, Maybe. Clemson, NC State. This one is – it's a night game. I just see Clemson taking care of business here. I can, and I can see it 31-17. I can see this being a quick game for them. No one really pays attention to it, but they'll win. Yeah, I agree. I, I, this game just seems like it's set up for Clemson to just kind of like, not really too impressively, but kind of like somewhat easily wins this game. You know, like you said, 31-10, 38-17 you know, 17 type game. So I agree with you on that. Notre Dame-Duke. Um I can see I can see Notre Dame's kind of stumbling here. I could see this being a little bit of a trap game and just kind of knock them further down in the rankings. Yeah, I you know, you know, Notre I, don't, Dame. I don't see Notre Dame really doing much for the rest of the season. To be honest with you, except going to a bowl game, probably facing a overhyped Big Ten team and still fucking losing. <laughs> you know, Notre Dame, man. I'm glad that they joined the ACC for football and they get to play powerhouses like Duke. You know, instead of playing <laughs> Purdue and Michigan and Michigan State every year. Uh, so it's good to see that. Uh, I, I mean, I don't really give a fuck about this game, to be honest with you. Notre Dame kind of looks like they're, they packed it in for the rest of the season after Michigan waxed that ass. So, I mean, I, I guess Notre Dame will win, but if they lose, that would be fucking great. <laughs> All right. Iowa State at Oklahoma. Oklahoma's been ripping people apart, man. I don't think the one loss is going to set this team back. I feel like this is going to be a big win for them. I feel like they're going to hang eight touchdowns on these guys. And I feel like this defense will probably shut Iowa State down to 28 points. Hold on to your hats because there's going to be some fucking points in this game. Um, Both teams averaging over 325 yards in the air. Uh, Purdy is no joke. This dude actually is throwing for more yards this year than Hurts. Um... I yeah, but that's this, not all. Hurts is, Hertz is a he's a guy that hurts you more with his legs. Yeah, he's shown he's a passer. I know that, but he's still a threat on the ground. And if I you think can this, shut him down one way, he'll go the other on you. I think this game's going way over. I think this is going to be something like a forty-eight to twenty-one type game. Um, so I I really like Oklahoma in this one big, but yeah. it'll be it'll be an offensive type of game with some fireworks. Okay. You get behind that. And then we uh Wyoming, Boise State. I just feel like Wyoming isn't gonna take care of business in Elbertson Stadium. Uh, it's Boise State, man. These guys crush most of their opponents, so I'll take uh I'll take a Boise State win. Give them thirteen points over him. I agree. Yeah, I, I like I like mm-hmm. Boise State in this one as well. Um you know this is a game I would consider going to, but, you know, I don't feel like going to fucking Idaho. But, I mean, you know, <laughs> it, it is interesting that we haven't even really been talking about that there's some interesting group of five teams um, in contention for that New Year's Day bowl slot. 
So you got Boise yeah. right now. You have Cincinnati, SMU, Memphis, all in the hunt for that last, you know, New Year's Six Bowl bid. Bowl. And I always like that because I think it's cool to see one of those teams actually play against the big boys every year. Wyoming, it's fun. You know, they really, you, they really are a team that really relies on their run game. I mean, you look at you know Valade, the running back, averaging what nearly you know, almost five yards of carry so far in the season. They do have Rocket Ishmael Jr., which makes me feel old, is known as a leading receiver. <laughs> uh, but that's at 11 catches for 202 and two scores. Uh, so they're really a team that is going to pound you, pound you, pound you in the run game. So I think that'll help them keep oh, yeah. it close. Chamber, I mean, come they're, on, man. Cham- Chambers has almost as many yards as Valade, the other running back, and he's got 10 touchdowns. I mean, these two combined for – Almost twelve hundred yards and fourteen touchdowns. It's 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 a good two headed monster, man. Exactly, and, and so I think this game will be closer. I think this is one of those night games where you look up, and while I don't think Wyoming's going to win, I think it'll be a like twenty eight twenty five type game where Boise State. It'll be a good entertaining game. Ass. Um, but I really. I see Boise winning and really giving themselves an opportunity to be that team that's going to be that last, uh, you know, group of five team to play in, in, in a I New love Year's seeing Boise Bowl. State play in a New Year's Bowl. Lo- yeah. I, love, I love the underdogs. Yeah, and I, and I just don't really see them having any real challenge until they meet up with San Diego State in the in the Mountain West, uh, Mountain West championship game. Championship. That's yeah. going to be a good game. All right. Let's move it to the NFL. I – Actually, watch the Lions game with you this weekend. I don't want to talk about it. Do we have to? I guess we do. We should. We probably should. I think we. I, think I mean, we you're, about it. you're talking about okay. You're talking about Matt Stafford. He's a fringe dark horse MVP right now. He's got two of the leading. He's got two guys that have six and seven touchdowns. One of the best passing attacks in the NFL. Terrible fucking running game, which is why the passing attack has to be so potent. Terrible fucking defense. And every ref and every fucking ref in the universe is against you. That's can we just stop and talk what... about the Lions defense for a minute? It's terrible. Matt Patricia, supposed defensive genius. <laughs> this motherfucker looks like shit when he ain't got Bill Belichick, you know, secretly calling all the shots. And it's driving me fucking insane. Every week as well, we didn't, you know, I need to coach it better. Listen, dude, this is like game eight, game nine of your second season. You should already have your system in place. You shouldn't be teaching this. I mean, there's that much fucking roster turnover. Guys should know concept. It's your fucking scheme that doesn't work. It worked because Bill Belichick was there fucking doing everything because he's the greatest coach ever. And and, and it it just boggles my mind because... The Lions do some of the dumbest shit in the NFL. They pick a goal line situation they got into basically by saying, hey, Matthew Stafford, rescue us again. And they get in there last play of the game. And he looked great. And he looked great driving it down the field. That goal line call was fucking terrible. You should have spread the damn field back out. You should have exactly. gone to no, your bread and butter. Nobody. And you know what that damn passing game does. And I don't understand what – were you going to throw it to TJ Hawkinson so he can drop the pass? Yeah. No, I, the, th- okay. the, thing, the thing I don't understand about that last play call for the Lions is nobody fucking thought they were actually going to run the ball. 
No. So, no. The running game is so terrible. So the the, 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 the fucking play that they call is a play-action pass with no fucking outlet to the fucking play side of the ball. A fucking backdoor post for fucking Logan Hunter. A yeah. converted quarterback. That's a season fucking defining promote. fucking decision. And it's Daryl Bevel, the same guy who didn't give the ball to beast mode. Once again, over fucking thinking it. When <laughs> it everybody the in the fucking world fucking. knows, spread it the fuck out and let Stafford make a play. And then on top of that, these fucking idiots can't stop anybody defensively. No. No. That defense gives up yards on top of fucking yards. So I'm done but- with them. I I I I was supporting well, we, the fuck out of them during the green uh, after the Green Bay fiasco, but they came out these last couple weeks, and they fucking really just pissed me the fuck off. And this Patricia needs to go. I I, I said it. I know it's early <laughs> in his tenure, but this motherfucker needs to go. He's clearly in over. Okay, let's talk about Bears Eagles. That, well, Mitch. Okay, this is a terrible. Terrible situation that's happening in Chicago. This kid has defrauded an entire organization into believing that he could lead them anywhere. But like we talked earlier, the Bears have never really relied on a quarterback. They really relied on a a run game and a stout defense. And- All things that are not coming to fruition. I mean, David Montgomery, he had, what, two touchdowns last week on the ground. I mean, it was only a 14-22 game. I'm, the defense isn't completely there yet. I know Khalil Mack's a, the best next to Aaron Donaldson. You know, I know they're the top two, but that defense is amazing. And they just need a little bit more out of a ground game or fucking Mitch Trubisky to do something. They had, like, single-digit yards at, at like, like, deep into the first half, if not at <laughs> halftime. Single-digit yards. They traded – multiple assets to get draft, you know, trade up to get this kid. I know. And it's they so passed funny. Patrick Mahomes <laughs> and Deshaun Watson. Watson. <laughs> and you're it's sitting here like, why did they not make a trade? They, they, there was a, a number of different veteran quarterbacks out there. You could have tried to go get a guy like Andy Dalton, who's going to do enough yeah. to at least stabilize position and not kill you. <laughs> at least give you a shot to win your guys. fucking division. All right. He's let's, killing let's these move, guys. Let's move past it. Let's talk about the 49ers Cardinals. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo threw four touchdowns. Everybody still thinks he's some great quarterback. He is not. He played a very terrible defense. Jimmy Garoppolo is good enough to win a Super Bowl with the talent around this team so far, the way they played this year. If they can keep this Absolutely. up, they, they don't can keep need Jimmy this Garoppolo up. to win them anything. They just need him to. He doesn't, need to, he doesn't need to play comeback drive. That defense will bail him out time and time again. All he has to do is get made points for him. In the words of the immortal That's Trent Dilfer. That's all he really has to do. J- Jimmy G can not lose games and still win in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> all he has to do is just not lose the game and then they'll win. But once again, we saw a game with Kyler Murray where it's a rookie going against a pretty stout team and he threw two touchdowns. I mean – he had a couple, you know, he had a handful of 40 yards on the ground. I mean, you're watching Kyler Murray just, he's going to be good. No one wants to say it, but he's going to be a, a good quarterback. 
Yeah, I mean, there's really nothing I've seen from Kyler Murray this year that says bust. I mean, hey, he's not a fucking turnover machine. I mean, this is only year one, and no one's seen what he, no one's seen him coming. So the game tape's starting to cut out there, and people are going to start dissecting what he does right, what he does wrong throughout film. Yeah. But I mean, so is organization. He's completing sixty four percent of his passes. He's mid tier in the league. He's fourteenth overall in QBR, which for a rookie. You'll take that. That's, That's a sign that He's not killing you, um, and he's. You got to also factor in his, his ability to run the football too. Yep. I mean, he, he does, he's, he he's been able to move yards with his legs. Yeah, yeah, he's been able to move the football with his feet. I mean, you look so far this year. He's already had three hundred and thirteen additional yards and two touchdowns on the ground. So it's production. You know, above average quarterback rating. He's done everything you would expect in terms of his level of play for him being a number one overall pick. Because, uh, you you know, you're going to expect him to take a leap next year uh, based off of everything so far that we've seen from him. All right. Let's gloss over these last uh, bit of games here. Texans-Jags. Deshaun Watson, in my opinion, he is a top five candidate for MVP. He has put the team on his back. Um not a turnover machine. He's looking good every every single week. Two touchdowns this week. Uh, you got Carlos Hyde, who's starting to emerge now as their lead back while Omar Miller is hurt, like he always fucking is. Um, Carlos Hyde's doing great this year. So far, 105 yards on the ground. And, I mean, they're, he's, he's giving them a chance to, you know, actually have a ground game so they can, you know, actually throw the fucking ball instead of having to just, I don't know, force to throw the ball. And the Jags, eh. They're sliding. Gardner Minshew, the, the Minshew magic's worn off, I guess. But, I mean, he, he turned the ball over twice. You got you got tape on him now. You see him coming. But my opinion, eh, he was, he's a middling quarterback. Deshaun Watson's great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think Minshew is a guy who obviously not having tape probably, probably helped him. But – at the end of the day, he's not got the his Jags, value up by doing what now, he did. Now the Jags know they have a guy they can either move if a team gets desperate and comes calling for him, or if they find themselves in a position that you know Nick Foles goes down again, they got a guy that they feel like they know they've seen can step in and give you at the least competent to sometimes very effective quarterback play. True. Redskins, Bills. We don't really need to talk about this. Dwayne Haskins started. No touchdowns, no turnovers. He looks a little bit better than he has previously when he's turned the ball over. Um, Josh Allen, touchdown on the ground, touchdown to the air. The Bills are exactly what you've seen out of them. They're a team that's predicated on the magician that is known as Josh Allen. You know, man, Buffalo is a team I can see. Obviously, they look like they're on a warpath towards a wild card berth. I can see them going into somebody's, you know, stadium and just beating them. They, I can see them beating. I can see them. Yeah, I can see them going into somewhere and beating somebody in in, in the wild card weekend, just because Josh Allen's gonna find a way, probably usually by accident, to get you two touchdowns <laughs> somehow. And that defense is very stout, and they really can run the football. And, and I mean, they really play a very old school. Uh, pound it out, limit the mistakes, yeah. play defense type of football, and it's really, really fun to see that type of team associated with the nut jobs that are the Bills Mafia. So, 
Um, you know, I'm 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 actually glad to see Buffalo. Shout out to my buddy Quinn, who's a Bills fan. <laughs> All right, Vikings Chiefs. Kirk Cousins once again shows everybody why everyone doubts Kirk Cousins. He should never ever question why anyone fucking doubts him. He shows up for I don't know, sixty percent of the games, and then those sixty percent of the games aren't the crucial ones. So, this is why the fuck people talk shit about Kirk Cousins. I'm just saying, <laughs> um, Chiefs. Won the game on the strength of a backup. Patrick Mahomes looking like he might. He's got more and more reps this week, so we'll see if the Matt Moore train continues. And holy shit, Matt Moore, I completely forgot about this guy until he had to step in on that Thursday night game. But um, he's serviceable backup, 275 yards and a touchdown. I mean, <coughs> Andy Reid's always going to plug some fucking running back in there. And then when, you know, Thielen's hurt, and then Stefan Diggs needs Thielen to draw attention away from him or vice versa so, you know, the passing game doesn't get going. And then Delvin Cook has to carry it. And then, boom, what the fuck happens? Delvin Cook's hurt. That's my take. Good win for the the Chiefs while, you know, their leader's resting up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've actually been impressed with the way they've been able to kind of keep the ship steady without Mahomes. And, I mean, that just shows you – the value of having backup quarterbacks, which is a Lions fan, it always scares me if something ever happens to Stafford because I have no idea who our backup quarterback even is. <laughs> it's not Kellen Moore. <laughs> All right. Jets, Dolphins. <sighs> Sam Darnold, you need an offensive line. I, I just – offensive line would help this team just for the sole fact that Le'Veon Bell would actually have something, you know, to – Block for him on a, a screen pass, you know. Sam Darnold wouldn't see ghosts because no one would be slaughtering him in the pocket. Why and then there's Jeff the Dolphins. Sign Le'Veon Bell? I mean, because like they basically offensive are weapon. Yeah, but it doesn't do anything if they can't block, and they obviously have a bunch of other deficiencies on their team. Giving I a rookie, giving a rookie quarterback, you know, a security blanket with I guess you would call Le'Veon Bell a veteran to Sam Darnold. Yeah. Something to make that the offense a little some more trickery, a little dynamic with some speed, but like we both said, no blocking doesn't fucking matter what your scheme is. Exactly. Colt Steelers. Jacoby Brissett got hurt in this game. Brian Hoyer came in through three touchdowns. Yes. Brian fucking Hoyer. Colts, you should be fucking ashamed of yourself with that one. Actually, no wait, I'm sorry. Steelers, you should be ashamed of yourself with that one. But I mean the Steelers defense made some decent plays. Rusin made Mason Rudolph. I said Rusin Madoff. That's great. Rusin Madoff sounds like Service. a pro wrestler. Right, Rusin right. Madoff sounds like <laughs> the the fucking other Madoff son who's like a documentary filmmaker and like shuns the family. But uh, this team <laughs> scored on defense. Mason Rudolph, one touchdown, turnover. Twenty six, twenty four game. Who cares? Colt Steelers. <laughs> I actually, Titan. I'm actually, I was actually with the Steelers, and this just shows you the kind of coach Mike Tomlin is that they've been able to crawl their way back to form for with all the shit they've had happening to them this year. Yeah. Well. I mean, let's just move it along. Titans, Panthers. The Titans, there's, there's no up to them. 
I just can't see any more games. Uh, Panthers, everyone's now up in the controversy of where will Cam Newton play next year. Yeah, it looks like Cam's time in Carolina's done. It just shows you how quickly <laughs> things change in the NFL because, I mean, it looks like he I'm was sure John Elway would love to have him in Denver. <laughs> oh, boy. Honestly, Ooh, that'd be a, that'd be a that. match made in hell right there. I, I, uh, I mean, other other than that, where does he go? Tampa? Maybe they move on from – I mean, they probably will move on from Jameis. <laughs> I don't think they'll bring – I don't think they'd bring Cam in. Um, I have a weird speculation about that, but maybe Cam to New England if Brady doesn't come back. Oh. Another star under center. Um, other than that, I or you part ways with Kirk Cousins and you bring Cam in, but I don't yeah. think that'll happen. I, um, Bucks Seahawks. That was an overtime game. Russell Wilson, who I believe is the MVP front runner right now, he's played lights out every. Every game, he has what two interceptions on the season. I don't have the numbers in front of me here, but yeah, he's been unreal. I have him on my fantasy team, and he has he's been dominant. <laughs> yeah, he's been dominant. He is lights out. Yeah, one pick. Guys thrown one interception. Wow. Um, Browns Broncos. This game has. Dumpster fire written all over it, so we don't even need to talk about the fact that the many mouths to feed on the Browns that don't get fed because Freddie Kitchens doesn't know how to coach an entire NFL team. I mean, are we going to start entire, throwing that around? Or are we going to start throwing around Freddie, the fact that Baker Mayfield isn't the best quarterback in the draft that year, or the best quarterback the Browns have had in years? <coughs> oh, pardon me. I. I just think this just shows you how stupid the ownership of the Browns are. They yep. go out and get a guy in Freddie Kitchens who shouldn't be a head coach. I mean, what is he proving to be a head coach? He had a good rapport with Baker Mayfield. Well, plenty of quarterbacks have good re- quarterbacks. Coaches have good rapport with quarterbacks. I just yep. think it was an ill-fated hire, and it's coming back to bite them in the ass hard. Chargers Packers. Everyone thought the pack had bounced back. They lose 26-11 to the Chargers. Is this the Packers cooling down? And then they're going to do what the Packers do and make a late-season push that will either put them at the top of the division or put them in a wild-card position. I I think the Packers – excuse me. I think the Packers are, are very much going to get back on track, and I, I just think they're one of the top – you know, three or four teams in the NFC just with the way Rodgers is playing and what they've been able to do kind of defensively to to, to retool some things there. I, I, I like them in, the, in this game. All right. Cowboys-Giants. Cowboys-Giants? Don't uh, you mean Giants-Jets? Uh, No, what you mean Giants it's Jets? last week's game. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, that game, uh, that game fucking is just boring. <laughs> I, don't know, I, I mean, it was Monday Night Football, but 
I mean, Dak Prescott threw three touchdowns. He looked all right. Shaquan Barkley looked like he's past his injury. I mean, that's that's all of the takeaway I really got from that game. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then me to sleep, Patriots Ravens. I, I like what I saw to Danny Dimes in that. I mean, I think he's shown obviously why he was a, a top ten pick. <laughs> but I, I still think there's a lot of opportunity for him to get better these last, you know, four or five games of the season. All right, the unbeaten Patriots that lost to Lamar Jackson, the Ravens. A I lot mean, of people are, a lot of people are really jumping on Lamar Jackson for this. He had two rushing touchdowns and a passing touchdown. The Ravens defense some credit here. They frustrated He's, New England a lot. They held New England to something that a lot of teams can't do: multiple field goals. Right. Limiting Brady. At a certain point, which is something most people haven't done. Um, but, yes, Lamar Jackson, the kid's maturing. He's throwing for – he threw for uh, 163 yards and didn't have any turnovers. Mark Ingram had one fumble, ran for 115. Lamar Jackson ran for 61 and two touchdowns. He looked good. Yeah, Lamar looked really good. I mean, I think – if if he's even fifty five plus percentage passing with over one hundred and fifty yards and no turnovers, and he's able to contribute, you know, one, to, you know, two to three touchdowns, let's say, uh, between running and passing, they're a really hard team to beat when he doesn't turn the ball over. Uh, just absolutely. Yeah. Plus they have Mark Ingram. Plus they have Edwards. Uh, you know, they really are a physical team. I just really, really like the way John Harbaugh has and his staff have taken the talent that that kid brings to the table and really use them for and harness what he can do well versus trying to turn them to something that he's not. Instead of instead of focus, he, they're they're slowly fixing what people have called his limitations as a passer while using his running game and what semblance of passing he can do and learning every single week. It's called coaching up a quarterback that's young. Something that the NFL's fucking forgotten. Rookies in that know a quarter of the playbook, and they just start. And they're they're going to get blamed for an entire organization's tank. Banker Baker Mayfield, you're getting blamed. Mitch Trubisky, you're getting blamed. It's the shit like that with these must start guys get thrown in the fire. We start using that word bust, and it's unfair to these guys sometimes. Well, it's, but, it's not fair to them also when you look at. Okay, maybe not so much with with the Bears because they did make the playoffs last year. Trubisky did. I think that's something been been one of the issues with him is it looked like he was turned in the corner into a not a franchise quarterback, but a guy that was going to be able to do enough to win you games. And exactly. I think really with with Baker, the, the issue has been you know they bring in Odell, they bring in Landry, or they have Landry, they bring in some of this other talent, and there's all this hype around their pro around their team. And then they go out, but then they go out and hire a fucking coach and Freddie Kitchens who clearly, clearly is not organized enough to understand <laughs> some of the basic things you have to just know at that level that he's fucked up and it's cost his team at some key moments so far this year. So you can't go out sure. and put all these expectations and then give your, your young quarterback a fucking C-plus coach who's, you know, maybe Freddie Kitchens is a good quarterback's coach, 
But, you know, Rob Marinelli is one of the better defense coordinators in the NFL. But that motherfucker was terrible at the, at, at the Lions head coach. So some guys True. are head coaches. And I think you can't make these kind of head coaching hiring mistakes with young quarterbacks because it can impair their development and, you know, put a lot of pressure on these kids to succeed because ultimately everything's about the quarterback. All right. Moving on to next week, let's do a little quick hit. Loss, give me a score. Falcons, Saints. The Falcons suck. They're one and seven. Saints are good. They're seven and one. Drew Brees is back. I'm saying Saints of, crush the Falcons. Forty-eight, Falcons, not a lot. <laughs> All right, this will be a good one for the week. Raiders. Uh, I'm going to give the edge to, just to the Raiders only because I like what Josh Jacobs is doing. I like what Derek Carr was able to do against the Lions. Bro, it's refreshing, and the Chargers won't be able to stop him. And I don't think Philip Rivers is going to have enough in the tank to stop him with Keenan Allen. So I say Raiders 28, Chargers 17. I like, I actually like the, uh, I like the Chargers in this game. Uh, I like the Chargers in this game 28-21. Um, I just really think they're about to make a run here towards a uh, wild card playoff berth. All right. Next up, Lions-Bears. I'm only going to say one thing about this game. If the Lions don't win this fucking game, it's time to fire Matt Patricia. If you can't beat this fucking team, that's all I have to say. In my mind, the Lions win 31-13. That's in my mind. They're a a two-and-a-half-point underdog, but I think they win this one in convincing fashion. Next up. Ravens Bengals, give me a fucking break! I don't even want to talk about this game. Ravens, yeah. big Lamar, J- Lamar, Lamar Jackson has a big day. Bills Browns, this is an interesting one, just because Baker Mayfield is going up against Josh Allen. It looks like a, a young quarterback duo or young quarterbacks. But Josh Allen's going to have the edge in this one because he's better than Baker Mayfield. I said it. This one's going to go thirty-one seventeen. Okay. You're up. Chiefs Titans, what do you think? Chiefs Titans? This is another game that just Titans are a bullshit ass team. Um I like the Chiefs to win this one. Uh depending on if Mahomes plays or not, will depend on how much they win by. But I'm gonna say you know, Chiefs thirty one, Tennessee fourteen. All right. <clears throat> Giants Jets. I'm just going to say 17-13, this is going to be a snooze fest. Sorry, Jets fans. Fair enough. I, I mean, yeah, this game fucking suck. so I'll agree with you. <laughs> Cardinals, Buccaneers, this is another game where no, who cares about I can't this watch. <laughs> yeah, I can't watch this game. It's not a divisional rivalry. Nobody gives a fuck about this game. <laughs> We're, not even, we're so, not even talking about Miami, Indiana. I'm not even wasting options. <laughs> I got Dolphins, Colts. We know what's going to happen. Panthers, Packers. This has this could be an interesting game, or this could be a blowout. And it, I don't know who can blow who out in this game. If McCaffrey starts going bonkers, it could be a wrap. If 38-35 Panthers. <laughs> I like it. Rams, Steelers. This is also another one that could be an interesting game. If Mason Rudolph could get the ball to Juju, and if James Conner has another Rams, <laughs> Vikings, Cowboys, 
Uh, uh, this, this is a big game. Be, so this, well, okay, is okay, hold on, hold on. How the fuck? Are the, why are the Cowboys on every Sunday night? <laughs> I don't know, but I can't wait to watch. Okay, so I don't know if you so know this. Have the they're, same playing, they're, they're, they're playing somebody good on Sunday night, so that means it's going to be low-scoring game, and the Cowboys <laughs> are going to somehow fuck up. So Jason Garrett's going to be clapping. I like this game. Minnesota 20, Cowboys 18, because they won't score any <laughs> touchdowns. Their kicker will kick six field goals. <laughs> All right. Seahawks 49ers Monday night game. We're watching this one together because this is going to be a laugher. Um, I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. I think this I think this 49ers team is going to slow Russell Wilson down a little bit. I uh, think Russell I... Wilson is still going to have a good game, but I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have – an underwhelming game. I think he's going to throw an interception or two and probably lose a fumble that's going to result in the score. I think this game stays close at 24-17. I like this to be a low-scoring game, too. I really think this will be like a 17-10 Seattle victory. I mean, Seattle, I think, really is right up there as one of the top teams in the, NF- in the NFC. So I expect oh, yeah. to be the team to knock off the 49ers in, 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 in their perfect season. All right. <clears throat> I think that's it for uh, Transfer Portal. We'll start delving into college basketball next week. Um, yeah. Start talking about a couple of MLB trade rumors here and there and, you know, who's signing what contracts, Rendon. Um, but, yeah, I'm Ron. I'm Lamar. Thank you for uh, taking that journey to the Transfer Portal. We'll talk to you next week.